0: Hi, this is John Barnes and you're listening to Cop On.
1: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome. This is Cop On Podcast. This is our Leeds United preview. Uh, I'm extremely excited to bring you this. We we, we have uh, Adam on the line, our regular Leeds United contributor and also two Reds. We've got Liam who lives in Leeds, is from Leeds. And we have Ryan whose cousin has just signed for Leeds under 23s. Tell us about your cousin, Ryan.
0: So, this feels a bit name-droppy, I'm not going to lie. So, he's, he's technically my cousin's other cousin. Uh, he's a proper sound lad, really scouse, uh, surprisingly tall. You mentioned before that he's 1.78 metres, but I feel like he's taller than that. But then again, I think that might be because just I'm short. Um. But I'm, I'm really excited for them. Like I'm made up for them, obviously. Uh, but I wanted to, to get a Leeds fan's perspective and see how much they know about them and how excited, if at all, they are. It's a
1: great question. So Adam, Adam is with us. Adam Marshall. Um, well, I mean, Sean McGurk, are you, are you au fait with what's going on with the Leeds under-23s, Adam? Or, or you you find news of their exploits hard to come by?
2: No, I, I do sort of follow the under 23s. Um, and yeah, I, I, I did notice that they signed the, a young fella there. Um, but no, I don't actually know much about him, to be honest. Um, but I know that, yeah, the, the, the under 23s are doing really well. Um, the, the, the management is, uh, is pretty solid down there. Um, and so yeah I I'll, I'll now I know that there's a there's a connection here I'll definitely be uh looking into that
1: further. Yeah excellent stuff. Yeah sorry to throw you a curveball there. I can't I think I think I think I know most of Liverpool's under 23s but may, maybe not all of them. Um it's certainly good fun to watch them. I can see that you know in the PL2 this uh, under 23 league table Leeds United have played 3 won 2 and lost 1. They've scored eight goals and conceded seven goals. Um, And I do believe that Sean McGurk has got one goal. So there you go, a star for the future, uh, we would hope. Um, Liam is with us as well. Liam, tell the listeners about your connection to the excellent city of Leeds.
3: Um, Well, I'm from Leeds, if you can't tell by my accent. Um, Pretty much 90% of my friends support Leeds United, so um, I'll be at the pub on sunday in a liverpool shirt surrounded by a bunch of leeds fans so that's i guess that's (laughs) my connection really i hear a lot about the club obviously i've been to a few games than being more cool so i know a a fair bit about leeds is saying especially family members talking about you know european days and things like that so if it wasn't for my father i'd probably be a leeds united fan myself
1: i was gonna say is that is that who made you stray from the leeds uh,
3: connection. Uh, my uh, my dad's obsession with Kenny Dalgleish growing up probably uh, is the only reason that I'm not currently sat here on the other side of this podcast as a Leeds fan.
1: <laughs> Excellent stuff.
3: Yeah, brilliant. Um, Marvellous.
1: Uh, I would say you've made a good choice. Adam would say you've made a bad choice. Adam, um, I remember talking to you last year uh, with Bielsa, Bielsa Ball coming to the Premier League. And, you know, although I was a little bit more um, bullish than was perhaps realistic, because I thought maybe Leeds could push for a top six place or something like that. It didn't turn out that way. But it was certainly a brilliant first season in the Premier League uh, for Leeds United, first season back, of course. This season, though... How do you feel about how it started so far?
2: Well, clearly, uh, I'm not happy how it started in the first game. <laughs> Less said about it, the better, really. Although um, it pretty much followed on from last season's performance at Old Trafford. I don't know what, what happens there, really. It just seems to be a a strange venue for us of late. Um but you know, that side, that was a that was an aberration. It's gotta be an aberration, as it was last season really. I mean, it, it was our heaviest defeat last season. Hopefully it's gonna be our heaviest defeat this season. Um and we move on for it. But I I think uh, the performances against Everton and um and Burnley showed good character, went went down I think twice against Everton and, and went one down against Burnley and came back both times. So that does bode well. Um and you know even Rafinha, the, when he, he equalised against Everton, he was wasn't celebrating. He was running to grab the ball back to get a third. So I don't know if that shows a little bit of a, a little bit of his character, or whether it's it's something that we should uh, dwell on for the future. As to we're not happy with draws at Everton. We want to be beating them. So yeah, interesting
1: excellent stuff. I mean, I I was listening to um, the excellent new podcast with Matt Letizia and Charlie Nicholas and our very dear Phil Thompson, and he was saying that he watched uh, Burnley versus Leeds. It finished 1-1, and he was amazed at the lack of quality. Um, Was that a bit harsh, Adam, staying with you? Because, I mean, you know, there were 12 shots. Each side had 12 shots, but only two on target for Leeds and three uh, on target for Burnley. Were you were you sort of surprised by a lack of quality? Are you you know a little bit worried about you know how the team the team has started in terms of you know reproducing the the most sparkling form of last year? Well, yeah, it was it was a horrible game to
2: watch the Burnley game. I, I mean, phew, there wasn't much to to really get excited about. I, I mean, they're they're pretty brutish, uh, the Burnley team, um, and they I think they're aware of what they're doing and what, how they go about the game, and fine, you know, each team has their own tactics and what have you. And yeah, I, I, I thought, similar to the towards the end of last season, where we just, we, we steamrolled them 4-0, I think, we just we just came through it, but this time, yeah, we, we struggled. Um, and yeah, the, the, there certainly wasn't any quality on show, really, in that game. Um, yeah, so it's disappointment, but you know, sometimes you've got to travel to Burnley and grind out a 1-1 draw, um, and you're going to get games where it, it doesn't work out. But I, I'm just glad we, we came back and, and got that goal because that sort of puts a different complexion on the game, you know. Even though it's only a point, it's still a point. Um, and you just you just have to move on from those sorts of
1: games where it just doesn't happen, really, in front of goal. Yeah, I I I can totally see where you're coming from. I mean, it's it's three games in, it's way too early to to make any particular judgments, is it? But, uh, you know, we're still going to try. Liam, how, have you spoken to your mates? Are they happy about how Leeds United have, have started this
3: season? Um, funnily enough, I watched the uh, Leeds-Burnley game last weekend with a couple of family members who were uh, who are Leeds fans, and they said the same thing, really. They're, uh, I wouldn't say they've probably, as you saw towards the back end of last season, they were probably one of the form sides in the Premier League, some of the results they were getting. But... Probably a bit of a, a slow start this time around, but I wouldn't say you know that really affects anything going into our game at the weekend, really. Obviously, there's been an international break. They've had a chance to regroup. They've added Daniel James, which I think is a good sign, and especially after they unfortunately failed to get him two and a half years ago, obviously, there was all that. Um, if, if you've seen the Amazon documentary, all that was uh, dramatic, to say the least, but obviously, they finally got them on now. So, I'd probably say they're disappointed with uh, the start of the season, from what I've heard, you know, but the, I wouldn't say they're down in the tools about it, in a sense, you know, my mates are giving me a few jibes that they think they're pretty confident that they can get a result against us at the weekend, so, obviously not the most positive, but I wouldn't say they're, um, they're too worried yet.
1: Great answer. I don't actually know the story about the, you know, you said it was very dramatic. Dan James almost signed for Leeds two years ago. Liam, I mean, was it some kind of, was there some kind of hostage situation? What was, what was the big drama?
3: From what I'm aware of it, uh, you may have to me correct me on this, but he was at Leeds. He was, you know, taking the photos with the shirt and they were waiting for Swansea to basically give the go ahead. And in the end, they just radio silence Absolutely nothing, and then before you know it, that was it. The deal was off.
1: Oh, a C. Oh, wow. Okay, but now he's joined Ryan. I, I think it's interesting to analyse transfers from the outside. Uh, so, Ryan, I'm going to ask you about this because Dan James. What do you make of him as a player? I mean, because for me, he's he's you know he's really quick. Um, he works hard. And I struggle to see many other, you know, really exciting things about his game. I don't know. How do you feel that Dan James will do at Leeds United?
0: So despite him being a former Man United player, I actually really like Dan James. And the reason being, I listen to a lot of Ellis James, um, his he's the Football podcast, talking about the the Welsh national team uh, and some of the Welsh clubs. And when he was at Swansea, they, they were know massively singing his praises massively lauding them they still really rate him as part of the Wales national setup see I think he's he's got loads of talent and I feel like a lot of his potential has been wasted at United um, I thought he would have been perfect for the sort of counter attacking football that Ollie was trying to get them playing uh, of you know being hard to break down and then springing teams on the break because he's got a lot of pace but I think one of his foibles if you like is that he, he lacks a little bit of end product now i'm sure that getting more regular game time which he i'm sure he will do at leeds is going to help him with that when he when he's got a consistent relationship with his teammates in and around him um but i just wonder if that tendency for profligacy is gonna certainly help us in the short term and and, and is something he can overcome in the long term and i hope he does
1: well, you see, as a Wales fan, I hope he does turn into a really good player. Um, and especially now he's left Manchester United, it's much easier to like him, of course. But I've got his stats in front of me. <laughs> I've got his stats in front of me from uh, StatsBot via fbref.com. Love that site. Um, he's in the... His best attribute, according to this, his best attribute out of... Uh, you know, about 20 odd that's, that I've got in front of me uh, is pressing where he's he's in the 94th percentile for pressing. Um, but he's not as good as you might imagine in various areas. So, for example, you think of Dan James and maybe he's going to run with the ball, um, but he's only in the 56th percentile for progressive carries which are defined as carries that move the ball towards the opponent's goal of at least five yards. So it doesn't, it's not dribbling past anyone. It's just running with the ball at least five yards towards the opponent's goal. He, he only does that 6.14 times per 90 minutes, which is in the 56th percentile, as I said. In terms of dribbling, only 0.95 dribbles per 90, which is only the 15th percentile, Um, passing wise is in the 62nd percentile, Uh, non-penalty goals the 73rd percentile not bad, 0.3 goals per game on average, but it's not, he's not setting the world alight at all, his expected assists are only the 19th percentile, I'm going to go to Adam because it's your team. At the end of the day, Leeds United, I mean, what kind of effect are you expecting from Dan James? Well, I, I think if
2: Bielsa likes him, there's something there. You know, the the guy seems to know what he's talking about. He's, you know, he, he his research is, is second to none, really, in terms of, you know, the levels he goes into when he looks at anything he does, football-related, and perhaps in his private life, who knows? Um, so... I, I think you've got trust in the manager that he wanted him and he's wanted him for years. So there's something there. I think, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the press. He's very fond of that, that not when you're out of possession, that you, that, that you put the other team under pressure to try and retrieve the ball. And if he, he's very um, top in terms of stats in that area, then that could be one of the things that Marcelo's seen. Um, in terms of what, what I think of the signing. And um, I just, yeah, it'd be really nice to, to, to get one over on United on Man United and just say, uh, yeah, he turns out to be an absolute world beater in five years' time. Um, and we sell him on to, to whoever's got, well, it's not going to be to Spain, is it? Because they're all skin. Sell it back, sell him back to them um, for, for 100 million or something ridiculous. That would be a nice little, <laughs> little learner for us. But yeah, in terms of his, his style of play, it's, just, it's frantic, isn't it? That's what my impression of him. Um, he, he's, he's, he's always like a bit of a headless chicken in a way, but he's 23, you know, he's, he's not, he's not the full player yet, I don't think. And it'd be interesting to see if Marcelo can, uh, can mold him into wh- whether he wants to change it. Who knows? We're, we're assuming that he's going to be playing up front, but you never know with Marcelo. Maybe he's got an idea that he's going to be a holding midfielder or something. You just don't know. So yeah, let's it'd be interesting to see what happens this season with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Mellier gets injured, you might need a goalkeeper, a really quick one that works hard, but a pressing goalkeeper. Um, yeah, no, very interesting. Uh, Leeds United, um, you know, before we get into the match at Ellen Road, it's very exciting this weekend at five thirty kickoff. Before we get into the match too much, um, I, as I as I say, I'm interested in in transfers from the from an external point of view and there are certain divisions within the Liverpool fan base about uh, you know some even go as far as saying FSG out and all that Um, I don't personally uh, subscribe to that I think they're just being sensible as they always have been I think they've done a lot for the club etc etc but uh, people are uh, you know within the Liverpool fan base Adam are very critical um, of our business this summer because we've only brought in Ibrahima Ibu Karnate and I just wonder if, you, if from the outside you think Liverpool have done enough in the transfer window Adam
2: Yeah again I'll, I'll just reiterate what I said you've got to trust in the manager um, if he, he, he wants someone he'll go after them and if he doesn't want anyone he, he doesn't necessarily need to sign players to, 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 to appease the, the fan base uh, they 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 got to show strength in that in in that respect I think which you know contrasts with Man United where I, I I've got a feeling that that the 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 powers perhaps aren't with the manager there and and perhaps you know he's been asked to sign certain landmark players to 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 please the shareholder and and the fan base uh, I don't think that's the case in Liverpool I was listening to to one to a previous cop on episode where I, I forget his name but he was saying. You know that the likes of Man City, perhaps Chelsea, Man United—they're—they're they're landmark signing teams. They like to sign players to to achieve. Whereas Liverpool are, are are in the how how Man United used to be in the '90s under Ferguson, where they develop the younger players and it wouldn't necessarily sign the big, the big uh, shirt sellers, should we say, um, to for the to appease the fact that or, or you know, let, all right, let's let's let the cat out of the bag with Ronaldo. Uh, let's look at that signing. Is, is that really a signing because they needed a, a, an attacking midfielder slash striker in Ronaldo? Or was it because it was Ronaldo? Um, and, and they either wanted to get one up on Man City or they wanted to increase the share price, which I think went up 10%. You know, I, I think that, that's a very Man United signing. I, I couldn't see Liverpool making such a signing. And I think one, one thing that also strikes me about last season was they struggled with injuries a lot. Um, and their form suffered. Uh, but I think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think most of those players are back now, particularly Van Dijk, who's, you know, a linchpin in, in, in defence. So, you know, they, they, Liverpool nearly walked the title a couple of years ago with the same players. So I don't think they've aged or deteriorated to such an extent that, that they're going to see a drop in form when they're all fit. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I don't think if I were a Liverpool fan as to the, the, the lack of signings.
1: A very balanced and reasonable point of view um you know so uh shove that in uh, you know where the sun don't shine fsg outers uh no i'm only kidding of course uh, you're welcome to your opinion um liam uh, going on to the match then the match itself um you bielsa bielsa ball um i'm sure a lot of your lead supporting fans uh you know friends um absolutely adore the man from the outside i think he's brilliant i think he's uh uh you know the cliché is a breath of fresh air but he's he's the whole sort of pine forest uh wafting his fresh air over the entire geographical re- region of yorkshire i imagine um he's exciting and somewhat may be predictable in that he's going to press high he's going to play attacking football and he's going to leave shed loads of space Liam for us to attack so it's going to be 5-4 to Liverpool I don't know is Bielsa going to be mad is is it will he be mad to attack Liverpool and leave those
3: spaces I think as as you've just mentioned there Bielsa's lauded by Leeds fans you know there's like we, we've got in Liverpool, famous ones, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jordan Henderson. There's a there's a Marcelo Bielsa neural in Leeds in Hyde Park, I think it is, which again is, um, is just testament to um, the, I guess, the impact he's had on the football club, you know, taking him back to the top flight after, what, 15, 16 years away from it. But I just think for us in this game, we know how Bielsa plays, as you've mentioned, on the front foot attacking... You know it's it's chaos. That's why they call him El Local. I guess it's crazy, but it's effective and it works. I think in games like this, we've seen is a couple of times where they've been in the high-scoring games or on the hand of some big defeats. For example, Man United this season, Man United last season. Um, those sorts of games where leads are, I guess, told to play a certain way, and when it doesn't doesn't work out the way they'd like it to i guess there's kind of no plan b in a sense that's the impression i get from bielsa it's you know we play this way we play this way you know it works in this sense and if it doesn't work we kind of seen the backlash from it does that play into our hands this game obviously we've seen that we can score goals we're probably a bit more conservative than we used to be if i think the 2017-18 Liverpool team playing this Leeds United team would be one of the greatest games of football I've ever seen. I think we are a bit more conservative and methodical in the way we play football now. you know we can we can switch it up, we can counter, we can play with the ball at its feet. obviously sometimes, like Chelsea at the weekend just just gone, we would probably like to have been a bit better with the ball, but even still, you know we are able to do that especially against teams who are going to play against us which leads will, especially when they've got Phillips in the middle patrolling things, Bamford, Rafinha, these sorts of players that can hurt you in counter-attacking situations. Add Daniel James into that, it, it does cause problems, but I think it will play into our hands. I think we could see a, a fairly um, high-scoring game, and I would expect us to come out on top, especially with you know Van Dijk back doing what is best, and probably Matip starting off the season for me so far as our player of the season. Uh, the early season anyway, I know it's obvious you can't make claims like that, but in the three games we've played, he's been the player that's impressed me the most, especially with the way he's dealt with players like Lukaku, Wood, those sorts of strikers that cause you problems. And to be honest, he's not really faced any.
1: Yeah, lovely answer. Um, I wonder, Ryan, how, how you see this game panning out, you know, tactically, uh, things we can exploit from Leeds, you know, Bielsa... Being, as I said before, a little bit predictable in what Liam referred to as his his craziness, um, his wildness. What what do you make of it?
0: So I think that the way Bielsa has his team playing is very physically intensive. And at this early stage of the season, it's not uncommon for players to be a little bit undercooked. So I think the first 20 minutes of the game are going to be absolutely crucial if we can get ourselves ahead, that puts us into a great position. If they go, you know, a goal ahead, how does that impact the rest of the game and how that plays out? But I think just as crucially will be the last 30. And one of the things that we have seen from this Liverpool side when they're at the best is an ability to grind teams down. Um where not necessarily leaders but other teams like that will try and sit in and, and you know be compact, be difficult to break down. Get really, really tired just from chasing us down all the time and having to to constantly chase after the ball when it gets moved from side to side. Um, I think there will be gaps, um, t- particularly toward the end of the game. I think the you know you mentioned that the high press and the spacing behind them, and and there will be spaces to exploit there too. But particularly in the last 80, I can see us just. I think we've had a great pre-season. I think you know touch wood um, we have as many players as fit as possible I know Van Dijk had a finger issue during the international break um, but I, I don't see that keeping him out um, we've had difficulties with Nabilad being in all kinds of bother out in Guinea but I can see is just having too much for them in terms of fitness because we've had a great pre-season um, and yeah, like in those in that last thirty minutes of the game, I can see is, I don't want to say comfortably winning because this isn't like Leeds aren't the type of side that you're ever really comfortable on the pitch with. They don't give you that time on the ball to be comfortable. But I think if we can get ourselves into a position to win the game in the last thirty, then we absolutely will. Um, we've got subs off the bench as well, you know. Whether it's Shotter or Firmino and you you'd expect it to be one of those two that starts and the other one comes off the bench. We're we're gonna have fresh legs come the last thirty that can really punish teams.
1: Yeah, great answer. And I I hope I haven't actually seen but I hope that Firmino is is feeling better after his little um, you know, hamstring problem. Um but yeah, in terms of leads I've I've got a few uh, stats from, from Who Scored dot com in front of me. Um how they attack the team statistics 37 percent on the left hand side only 21 percent through the middle and 42 percent on the right hand side if you compare that to Liverpool Liverpool do 30 percent compared to 37 percent on the left hand side 29 percent compared to 21 percent it through the middle and Down the right-hand side, 41% for Liverpool and 42% for Leeds. So Leeds will attack down the sides. Um, In terms of where the ball is during the matches, um, the ball is 30% of the time in Leeds' defensive third, 44% in the middle third and 26% in the attacking third. Whereas for Liverpool, it's only 21% in our defensive uh, third 41% in the middle third and 38% in the attacking third. So you would think that Liverpool would be on the attack most of the time. Leeds would, uh, you know, be more on the break with the pace of Dan James and the pace and brilliance of Rafinha. Um, And I just wonder, you know, Leeds with uh, three goals from open play and one goal from a set piece so far. Adam, presumably the main threat is going to be Rafinha, Dan James's pace, the excellence of Patrick Bamford. Um, Where else is the threat going to come from? Where else are Leeds' main strengths, Adam?
2: Well, yeah, as you mentioned, um, Bamford, he's just had a contract renewal five years. He's just had his England call-up. So, you know, if he isn't confident at the moment, I don't know what will make him confident. Uh, and, And, you know, that's so important when it comes to a striker. Uh, so he, he is hopefully one to watch uh, on Sunday. Rafinha, yeah, he, he's he's some a real big talent, um, and he can he, he can do all sorts on that right hand side. Harrison again, he he has got a lovely control, lovely touch. You know, end product might lack at times, but he uh, he's definitely a threat up up the left. Um, so I think that they're the, the two areas, and then you've got Calvin at the back, sort of holding it all together. Um, who again will be will be high on confidence because he's had a great summer with England. Um, so he, he he'll be looking good to to try and cement his uh, his standing as one of the top top midfielders in the world now, I suppose, in, or in Europe certainly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see where the where the threats come. I, I don't know if Dan James pl- will play. Um, I think Bielsa tends to want to bed players in for at least two, three or four games. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't feature, but he might do. And if he does, with, with, with Alan Road, a packed Alan Rowe behind, behind him, um, he, he could certainly be one to watch for a, you know, a hat-trick debut. Or something along those lines would be nice, uh, but but you know let's face it that last season there was one eighty eighth minute penalty between the sides uh, when when Salah scored Well, that was a, a really good game at, at, at Anfield and the, at Ellen Road one one draw sort of a pretty gruelling uh, a game but uh, I think you you may have been missing players by that stage I don't think you were at the start of the season but certainly I think mean, it was around March or April time wasn't it um, so yeah. It, it, I, I don't know whether, you know, I, I thought that last time at the Ellen Road that there'd be lots of goals and it was a 1-1 one, one draw and there wasn't a great deal of chances. So, yeah, let's see see what happens this time.
1: Excellent answer. Yeah, 1-1 uh, was on April the 19th uh, this year. I mean, I, I forget so much in my old, old, old age. Uh, we had uh, Alisson in goal, Robertson, Kabak and Fabinho and Trent at the back. We had a midfield three of James Milner, Eldom, and Thiago. And then up front we had Sadio Mane, Firmino and Jota. Uh, Salah came off the bench. Um, to score that penalty, uh, it, was a, it was a difficult match. Statistically, uh, 17 shots uh, with seven on target for Liverpool and 12 shots with five on target for uh, Leeds, but slightly surprising stat possibly was that Leeds had sixty two percent possession compared to liverpool's thirty eight um yeah, but you know that was Ellen Road that was back in April, and um as I believe there was there were no fans there uh so this is gonna be very different, presumably um because it will be full. Um, unless something happens with with COVID, but uh, and I just wonder, Liam, you know, I presume maybe some of your friends are, are going to be at the match, or even if they're not, you know, what what kind of impact is a full Ellen Road going to have on this match?
3: I mean, as I said, I've been to Ellen Road a few times, big games like Millwall, cup, um, cup games where they've won on penalties, um, beating Brighton. Two 0 with Chris Wood scoring twice. These sorts of games, they're always um, they're always big in terms of you know the the following they get. They've always been loaded as one of the best away followings in the country, and that applies again to the home support. I'll say first-hand all as much as I'm not the biggest lover of Leeds, obviously for local reasons that their uh, their fan base is probably at least top three, top five in the country, for sure. So the the impact they're going to have at the weekend, especially for a big game like Liverpool, after being deprived of seeing that last year, is it can't really be understated. As you've said, uh, one of my friends is a season ticket holder. I'm sure he'll be at the game at the weekend. I'm um, wish, wishing I was in his place, but obviously... Uh, hard to come by to get tickets sometimes but yeah I would say about the game last season obviously it was uh, I remember it well because it was after the backlash of the um, whole European Super League and my friends were outside the um, the stadium protesting and I thought watching the game I'm not really interested in this I don't think the players are completely in it and if you remember the, uh, the Leeds players came out to warm up in some uh, uh, probably a I think it was a t-shirt I can't remember what it said but it was a you know a, a dig at the Liverpool players which probably wasn't needed but more at the um, more the Liverpool ownership of you know football belongs to the fans that type of thing which I I know we all agree so I think that game's probably difficult to look at in a sense that this time round at Ellen Road and last time round at Ellen Road are going to be completely um, completely different in the fact that there was lots of uh, toxicity about the last game because obviously to me in a sense that game didn't really feel like it mattered because i was just like i was just wanting to the the club to release that statement which obviously was a forthcoming in the end but this time round i just expect it to uh, be a a good game of football obviously our away fans are great Leeds us home fans are great so um, a great atmosphere as well so the the crowd will have an impact and it will be a much more different Ellen Road this time round compared to the uh, the dawn in all the shadows, you would say, of the uh, European Super League cast over the last appearance at Ellen Road.
1: Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, so there were fans in there. I did tell you my memory memory's very bad uh, these days, so yes, I didn't remember that, but yeah, brilliant. Yeah, of course. Yes. All that Super League stuff. Um, I've got the our record at Ellen Road in, in front of me here. Um, Thanks to the on lfchistory.net and 1-1 we've just spoken about on the 19th of April at Ellen Road. Before that, uh, was uh, game before that was 2-2 at Ellen Road, um, 29th of February 2004. And then in 2002, Liverpool won 1-0 in October 2002 at Ellen Road. Uh, we actually won 4-0 on the 3rd of February 2002 at Ellen Road. And you have to go back to the 4th of November 2000 for the last time that Leeds beat us. 4-3, a famous match. Um, Mark Viduca scoring all four goals, turning into a cross between Thierry Henry, Maradona and Pele for 90 minutes, much like Dwight Gale does. Um, Ryan... How, what kind of hopes have you got for a Liverpool victory then? You said you're quite confident, you know, so would you put that confidence as sort of, you know, as high as 80% for a Liverpool victory at Elland Road on the weekend?
0: Absolutely not. Um, don't get me wrong, I can see how we win the game, but whether we do or not, it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be really hotly contested between the two teams. Just a quick side note, though, you missed out on, like my last uh the the only time i've actually been to ellen road was liverpool winning 1-0 in the league cup Uh, thanks to a goal from David and Gog, of all people.
1: Oh, oh, sorry, it slipped my mind. David and Gog, of course. But no, actually, sorry, I was just reading out the the Premier League one. But yes, do tell us about that game.
0: So the only reason I remember this is because it was my first and only time I've been to Welland Road uh, for football. Uh, And that's literally two seconds after I stepped off the coaching lead, someone hooked a kind of special brew from the top of a multi-storey car park at at me and my mates. So it's quite a, a, a warm welcome, shall we say, but uh good people leads. So I've never let it like hold it let never let it make me hold them ag- hold it against them. I I, I'll I know that what out some other time. <laughs> yeah. Um in terms of my hopes for the game, I think it's, I think we're we're gonna be looking at a cracker. Uh Bielsa Ball has a tendency for the frenetic, uh and, and Liverpool have got Enough quality to win the game, but whether we do or not, you know, we'll wait and see. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to watching it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, absolutely. I'm I'm so excited. I think it'll be a a cracking match. I don't think it's going to be easy. I totally agree with with you, Ryan. Um, Adam, I wonder how 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 you're feeling, Adam. What percentage chance you would put uh, on on Bielsa's leads from uh, you know? Um, not necessarily upsetting the apple cart, but uh, certainly giving it a good shove.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we could give it a, a kick, kick the wheels, as it were. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got to be realistic. We, 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 anything we can get from the game is, is a bonus for us. You know, I, I, I've got no, uh, no delusions that this is going to be a, a walk in the park for Leeds. But, you know, I, I, I've got a feeling that we, we could get a point out of it. Um, just because we showed a lot of resilience this, you know, apart from the Man United game, which was, you know, odd, really odd game, you know, to be 1-1 going into 50 minutes and then fall one down within 10 minutes or whatever it was. Odd odd game. So let's just forget that. The, the other last two games have showed character. So I think with a, with a packed house and I think we're back to full strength. We lost a couple of players from COVID in the last game. Uh, Firpo and um, Click both... I think they were diagnosed, but it was a misdiagnosis. I don't know; it's odd. Um, so they should be back. So I think we're we both be at full strength. So yeah, if we can, if we can get the crowd going, maybe as as you say, uh, early on in the game, that that's the that's probably proved crucial. It, it could be a sort of game within a game. Whoever wins the first twenty minutes, it'd be interesting to see how the rest of it pans out. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm confident that we, we might be able to get something out of the game
1: excellent excellent answer yeah I mean you got a really good team um you know the lineup for the last game even without those players who who were out uh, from from covid uh was uh, melier in goal strike Cooper and uh, Diego Laurenti in defense uh, with Luke Ayling and Stuart Dallas being sort of wing backs Kelvin Phillips holding the midfield and then three uh, three in front of them, three attacking players: uh, Harrison who's a player I really like, although we started a bit slowly in the first three games. Uh, Rodrigo and Rafinha, of course, that's a brilliant three to be behind Bamford. I mean, they're very dangerous, Liam. They're very dangerous. Um, you know, are you are you you know going to be confident you'll be you'll be there trolling them all in the pub, standing up and you know fists skyward or are you going to be sort of you know crying in the corner weeping tears of sorrow into your pint of special brew or whatever people drink in Leeds
3: Uh, I think it's an interesting one really as you said there's probably two scenarios there I remember the feeling at the start of the uh, the season the 4-3 game and I was just a bit like oh god you know when it when goals were flying in left right and centre this isn't this isn't going to end well for me you know the 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 messages I was going to get from my friends after the game were going to be all champions of England, you won't, you what, that type of thing. But obviously, we managed to come out in the end. So, I'm never, I'm never confident going into a game like this because obviously, being from Leeds and supporting Liverpool, it, and all my friends supporting Leeds, there's a bit more of the uh, probably emphasis, emphasis around us winning, so that I, I don't have to put up with that <laughs> barrage of. Um, messages saying that, you know, Liverpool are were, Liverpool were good, this, that and the other. But I would say I'm fairly confident taking that away from it. I think we've shown against, obviously, I think Leeds are a, a step up from Norwich and Burnley. But I think we've shown in games where we are the favourites, I think the Chelsea game was probably evenly balanced and we should have won that game. But I would say where we are the favourites were able to uh, deliver on that. Obviously, Van Dijk, Matip a back in, back on song, you know, that's probably our best partnership when fit and I think they've shown that conceding one goal in three games. Um Leeds firepower is as you've just mentioned, it is it is scary. They've got the they've got the quality to beat teams and scare teams, trouble defences. I think where our defence is at, we can we can probably um, tame the threat a little bit. I think what will matter a lot is how How for being your players, I think he'll be, um, if obviously if he comes back into the side playing after the international break, he's not been away. but whether that influences things, um, how that changes, I would expect that he's a a big influence in obviously Trent and Robertson like to bump forwards, that's their thing. So I'd expect him to have a big uh, bearing being able to tame the threats of Rafinha. Bamford, that type of thing. But I'm confident, I'll 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 err on the side of confidence that we can get the three points. But if the same thing applies, we shouldn't underestimate Leeds Watching them uh, twice this season against Everton and Burnley. Obviously they drew both those games. The Burnley game was pretty pretty dull I must say, but as um as has been said they um they dug deep to get the point in the end despite the goal being a little scrappy but even still, it's about showing character and if they can do that against Liverpool, which I'm sure they can do if they if they come and play well on the day, then I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds got a result either, but I will say we get the three points.
1: It's a lovely answer. Thank you very much. Lovely answer. And it's it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. I think um, that just about wraps it up for our Leeds preview, but um, I will just end on this because it's something that hasn't really been spoken about enough. I mean, Liverpool's record, okay, got it in front of me, in the Premier League from the 3rd of February to the 7th of March, right, we lost against Brighton, we lost against Manchester City, we lost against Leicester, we lost against Everton, we beat Sheffield United, we lost against Chelsea and we lost against Fulham, god awful, one win and six losses in seven matches. Since then, we beat wolves, we beat Arsenal, we beat Aston Villa, we drew with Leeds that we've talked just talked about on the 19th of April. We drew one one, and in the very next match, we drew somewhat surprisingly with Newcastle United, then we beat Southampton, we beat Manchester United, we beat West Brom. who can remember that one? Two, one. We beat Burnley, we beat Crystal Palace. Uh, and this season we've beaten Norwich, we've beaten Burnley and we've drawn 1-1 with European champions Chelsea. I don't think there's much to fear, but with El Loco, who knows what's going to happen. Um, thank you very much, Adam. Thank you very much, Liam. And thank you very much, Ryan, as well. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. I've, been, I've enjoyed greatly. Learning more about this Leeds team and, um, I don't know, just feeling the bubbling excitement with you all. Thank you very much.
0: Always a